0: Hello, I'm Sean. I'm an academic And I'm Drew, a director and choreographer We know it sounds like the beginning of a bad joke An academic and a choreographer walk into a bar Yes, it
1: sounds like the beginning of the worst joke ever
0: But our unlikely friendship was born from a shared passion
1: We believe theatre is the art of collaboration
0: And that can be hard with many confusing titles and departments
1: Yes, we have to not only understand what people do, but also why they do it
0: And that's why we made the Theatre Blueprint Podcast
1: Each episode, I speak to a leading artist in their field.
0: And shed light on the inner workings of their department.
1: There's so much to find out. So let's roll up our sleeves, put on our safety goggles, and start digging.
0: You've really committed to this building metaphor, haven't you? Yes, I have. Let's get on with the show.
1: As the saying goes, there is no business like show business. In my next interview, we dive into the extraordinary world of running a theatre from the business side of things with the Executive Director of the Waterville Theatre, Claire Murray. We hear about everything from programming to marketing and the long journey a show must go on to find its audience. Welcome to the Theatre Blueprint Podcast, Claire.
2: Hi, Drew. Nice to be here. Thanks so
1: much for uh, talking to us today. And I would love it if, if it's okay with you. If you could start off by telling us what it is that you do, what your job title is, and and, and what part your job plays in the uh, mechanism of theatre making.
2: As executive director, I work really closely with the artistic director. The easiest way to describe it is, um, it is about bringing that vision of what we want to be artistically and um and and who we want to reach as an organization it's about it's about making all of that possible and drawing together all of the threads that um ensure that we can that we can do that that we can you know that we can uh, bring a production to the stage because we're financially stable enough to be able to do that um and that we are able to communicate about that show to the right audiences um and that and that all of that is being delivered by a team of people who are being well looked after so there's a there's a number of threads but that's the that's the sort of overarching aim of of my role
1: I mean it just sounds like such an extraordinary set of skills that you need to be able to cross so many different departments what was your access into into that job what 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 was the journey that led you to being in the position that you are now
2: My background is in marketing and I have been very fortunate really to have spent most of my uh, career working in theatres, producing and presenting venues all over the country. Started off life at uh, De Montfort Hall in Leicester many years ago and most recently was communications and fundraising director at uh, Sheffield theatres. And what all of those roles gave me the opportunity to do was develop an understanding and enthusiasm for the difference that that theater can make to our communities to to people and i never expect i never expected to um to work in the theater it wasn't part of uh, my life as a, as a younger person i didn't I didn't go to the theater as a child it wasn't something that was um really available where i where I grew up so I, I completely fell into it by accident and 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 just became sort of obsessed with the process and um the ability that it gave me to be creative, although you know my creativity would never would never take me to the stage but i I love to write and I love to um describe things um to people in a way that gets them excited and um and that's how I start that's how I started that's where that's where I began and um sometimes. Uh, when I when I sort of wonder what, you know, what keeps me going, really it comes back to that every single time because um, I do, I, that's what I thrive on. I thrive on being able to um, be creative and work with creative people and um, put a message out into the world that I think, you know, does, does have an impact. It
1: sounds to me so fascinating that you you mentioned about being a writer and essentially being a storyteller and really what that does is it centers around this idea of communicating and the communication of an idea and i think that you you mentioned about um part of your journey to your current job was was working in marketing and i think marketing feels like such a dark art in terms of the kind of unexplainable um magic that makes a, a you know brings somebody's imagination on the journey and, and and kind of leads to that moment where they buy a ticket and go on the journey with you and 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 could you could you maybe throw a bit of light on what that marketing process is like you know in terms of what, how does an idea reach reach a group of people and um, you know for, for, from theatre to audience what what is that process like in marketing a show?
2: The most successful um, campaigns that I've worked on have really started with um, gaining a good understanding of um, what an artistic director or what the director of the show wants to achieve and really listening to their idea you know because often at the very beginning they're not entirely sure (laughs) what a a show is going to look like but it's about capturing the um the feeling of it the um the experience of it and you know when I first started I think I thought it was uh, marketing was a lot about um telling the story and as I've developed in my career i've realized more and more that it's not about um it's not about talking about exactly what happens in the show that you're about to watch the real art of it is being able to capture what what the feeling of being part of that experience will be because that's that's the thing that will really connect with people so and sometimes i'll tell you where it can be a bit tricky when um when an artistic director or the director has an idea about what they want to say about a show and you can't see how that's going to connect with audiences that can that can be really hard and um, you know I've had I've had that um, lots of times and when I was less experienced I think I um found it difficult to sort of plough through that, find a way to um, talk to the creative about the right route for the show that wasn't compromising what they wanted to achieve artistically, because... You know, sometimes I think we can end up losing sight of the fact that we're all work, working towards the same thing. But I've got better at that as um as I've uh, as I've got older and more experienced and learned to work with people in a way that sort of takes their ideas and and shows them how it can it can excite particular audiences. And so um, I think there's a bit of translating. What, what someone wants to achieve artistically and then showing them who you think the audience is and why the way that you're going to present that piece of work to the audience is going to excite them. And then what happens in the room is what happens in the room. Do you know what I mean? The process very much starts with a good, close working relationship with the artistic people who are involved in creating the work and then, yeah, get into the science, think about who it is that you want to connect with and bring those two things together and and start to articulate the show in a way that's really going to appeal to them
1: and that that has a large thing to do I guess with the poster image and the and the marketing materials and stuff so what what role do you play in the creation, you know, there's some some of the most iconic and most memorable posters of all time, you know, are, are kind of linked to these shows. Uh, the posters are just as famous as the as the show themselves in a way that you can't separate those two things. And is, is that a kind of thrilling or complicated process? Oh,
2: oh it's so complicated, Drew, <laughs> because, again, it comes down to um, what, what, as a marketeer, you think will really um sing to people that will really make them um want to find out more about what that show is. And sometimes, you know, someone might think a picture of a graveyard or you know, it's something else might might feel to them, the artistic person might feel like that's more reflective of, of what happens in the show, what the what the mood is but can be one of the most difficult parts of the process sort of finding a way to visually articulate what um what a show is about i think artistically especially when you've been thinking about doing a piece for a long time you get a a very clear vision of what that that should look like but it isn't necessarily it isn't necessarily the thing that's going to attract people. So there's a lot of diplomacy involved in being in marketing and sort of um, negotiation <laughs> and trying to explain an audience person's perspective w- without at all dismissing what it is that that someone has in their head is is the thing it's really it it that is difficult that is difficult you know there's often compromise but you know you're right a great poster image can like just attract so so much attention and um you know if it's really brilliant you'll get you know tons of press coverage and all those kinds of things so it's magic when when you actually land on the perfect the perfect thing
1: you just touched on the the uh, the kind of press coverage. So, could you tell us a little bit about you know. What the, what the role of the publicist plays. And is that somebody that works within your organization? Is that somebody that's kind of on your team? And, and what interaction do they tend to have with the marketing department?
2: In my roles in the past, the, um, we've always had a PR person who's been in-house. So someone who can really get under the skin of the show um, and, uh, and think about what the angles are for presenting that, that, that to, uh, to the media. When you're thinking about connecting with the national media, however, it's it's often worthwhile. Certainly in um my last two roles, so in Sheffield and, and Northampton, we had um external PR people who just by virtue of the fact that they are generally based in major cities, including London, they have more connection with the um with the national media. And you need those relationships a lot of the time. It's quite hard for a local Um, in a local theatre for a PR person to be able to build those networks in the same way. Not impossible. There are some brilliant people doing it. But um, certainly I think we've benefited from um, some great national um, PR people. Yeah, I mean, they, they come at things from a slightly different angle, from a, um, a marketing perspective, like what excites the media can, can be slightly different to what excites audiences. And that's why it's, it's so helpful to have um, people who are dedicated to that job. Um, within within your team.
1: So I think we're starting to get an insight into all the different kind of groups that you have to, you know, that you interact with on, on a daily basis. Do, do you also um, interact with the people that are working like front of house in your theatre, you know, and, and what is that relationship like?
2: What's become, again, clear over the last, um, the last few years is that um, the experience is so important. You know, if we want people to... Um, come out um see shows you know pay pay a reasonable amount of money for a night out it's about the whole experience and it and that that starts with the moment that they go to visit the website or call the box office and it continues all the way through through all of their interactions so um i uh, as executive director i work quite closely with the um with the front of house team making sure that they are um up to speed with uh what we've got um what we've got coming up in the future so they can have conversations with audiences about that um and that they you know that they know about um anything else that that might be going on so for example you know been really important over the last um recent time to to have a close relationship with them so that they so that you understand how audiences are feeling about returning to the theatre post-pandemic um and so that they feel confident and comfortable about what they're communicating to audiences um so i think i think it, it's really helpful to have a close working relationship between um front of house box office marketing and fundraising because all of those elements are about really connecting with audiences and um, and feel, feeling like it is a genuine relationship with those audiences and the better that you can be at doing that the more successful you can be as a business because it isn't just about selling one ticket To someone it is about uh, and and what does what does it feel like when i when i come to that building how do i feel how do i feel valued by this organization because what we want to do is build a relationship that makes someone also want to support us and and think about um contributing you know towards our fundraising um and and the more that um the more informed people are the more um that they're able to have um deep conversations with audiences the better so I, I think I think I've learned that through my comms background and I'm really trying to draw on that as much as possible now I'm in this executive director role
1: you touch again on something uh there that we just hear so little of that you know it, 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 the idea of fundraising and you know the the, the notion that you know it's it, yeah so much has to be kind of covered by ticket sales and by fundraising. Could you give us a bit of an insight? This is obviously a very big question, but, you know, what kind of financial outgoings does does a theatre have? And I, I'm assuming it's probably some that we would not have even thought about. You know, is it, what 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 kind of financial pressures are there on a building like yours?
2: If people don't think about it, but of course, we've got all the same pressures as, um, as any household has got in terms of electricity bills, water, you know, all of those things are, you know, are much more of a pressure as well. You know, those those costs are are going up. Obviously, um the costs of um producing a shore, which are it it is an expensive business um to be in. And and that does pose a challenge because you can't just I I, I don't think it's right in in our business to just go therefore um, the tickets are expensive so striking the right balance between uh, on pricing is is very important um because what you want to do is try and attract as broad an audience as possible so um so yeah of course the the costs of producing of producing work are extremely high um and thinking about uh things like um staff well-being and that's that's again that's something that's come more to the fore over the last few years. And, and I, think, I think it's good that it has, because this is a business that um, does ask a lot of people. And the people who tend to work in this sector are very passionate about it, which can mean that you're always going over and above. And it does take its toll um on some on on some of us many of us um so yeah more and more you know we're, we're looking at how we can invest in our um workforce supporting them with training but also thinking of, thinking about how we can support their well-being going forward so that's some examples of um of the kinds of costs that we incur
1: could you perhaps tell me what you would consider to be your favorite part of your job
2: if I can have a few, um, I think it's. I love the. Um, I love the moment where a season comes together. We just had it today, actually. Um, our artistic director Paul Hart shared um, what our next season's going to be with um, with the team at the Watermill, and you know, when you look at a full season of work and you think about what's on the horizon, uh, I love that. I love that part of it because that's the bit where you start to get excited and you start to think about how you're going to uh, present those sor- stories to audiences. Love that. Um, and I love um, I love the build-up to opening night and um, seeing audiences coming and experiencing a show for the first time um and and he and hearing audiences reactions to the work i love i love that there's just two drew but i think i think um those those are my two favorite bits this week
1: (laughs) we'll give you a few you can have a few you can have a few favorite parts (laughs) Well, look, Claire, thank you so much for your time today. It's been just so amazing listening to you. And I, I know you're literally one of the busiest women in show business, having to look after so many different people. And I know you do brilliantly. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. So thank you.
2: It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. She's amazing.
0: Really inspiring. Really incredible. Um, I love how she's able to win the trust of people particularly in an early stage of the creative process and help the directors performers whoever it is articulate their vision so that she can communicate it and get an audience in which is incredible
1: yeah I mean that understanding of like the actual act of theatre is a communication between an audience and you know creative practitioners and I think I found it really inspiring hearing about the way that she works to create a team effort into being able to really focus, refine, clarify and translate the creative's um, kind of vision to, to, in a way that the audience would be able to understand and which hopefully would translate to ticket sales.
0: Oh, absolutely. I always remember somebody saying to me that the first time you articulate your idea, whether it's into a poster or into a funding application, that's the first audience it has. And you can really feel that, that there's a care for the vision as well as for the audience. Um, And I really like that sense of holistic care for the whole process. Um, There was a point where she was talking about how she sees her role extending from the very start of somebody thinking about coming to theatre and looking at the website to them entering the room And I wonder whether it's partly because of the way that she joined the profession or it came to her. But you can really hear her thinking about the care she's taking from people coming to a website, seeing a poster. Whatever it is, that's going to spark their interest to come into theatre. And then when they're in the building being welcomed. So it's that care and nurturing, not just of the creative process, but of, of us as audience members. That was extraordinary.
1: And also how she talked about the care of of like the front of house staff and everybody in that venue, the understanding that through sort of great care and great understanding and empathy of everybody's different facets within that building and how that translates into the audience's experience beyond the flyer or the poster image or the director's ability to, you know, convey an emotion or an idea, right through to the way that those people that inhabit the building and the energy and the experience they they pass on. You know, the, the, the attention to detail I just thought was mind-blowing
0: absolutely and I guess it really speaks to how we talk about theatre being a team she really exemplifies that where every single person is as valued so it's not just about the stars it's absolutely all of us are involved as stars
1: I love that I think also I found really interesting this notion of not necessarily growing up around theatre but having this passion for uh, creative communication and how that led to this introduction to theatre and to find what is could appear to be quite a unique position to be in but the route to that wasn't through necessarily being told that that job existed but through a desire, through an instinct, through mm-hmm. a passion for a particular type of work and a particular uh, position and how that led to the, to the role that she now plays I think is really inspiring.
0: Absolutely and so her ability to have learn through roles um, that's going to change her relationship with people because she has had that experience and that's going to be a different way of building trust as well as her empathy and her support for people. I was really struck as well that she takes well-being stuff staff so seriously and I think it's, it is worth us reflecting that, that you and I started this idea in lockdown um, and I remember listening to you as you began working outside of your four walls again, and that difference in, in how it felt, and it was so um, moving, actually, to hear that somebody had built into their practice, ensuring that her staff had their well-being looked after, and it was just normal. It's not, you have to be in crisis mode, it's just normal.
1: I do think that's like one of the things that we can sort of build upon and learn from is creating those better working environments those working practices and and seeing that kind of happen on every level again going back to your point about it not being focused towards the audience facing or the more sort of you know easily accessible ideas of what and who interacts with theatre and and seeing that from every level I think is is very very meaningful and and will have a huge impact on the people that are making work and experiencing work and interacting with work inside that venue
0: Absolutely. I think she really personifies somebody who almost is without a job title because she really, you can feel that she moves through the whole experience and there's not a part of it that isn't influenced by her way of working. Incredible.
1: Yeah, very inspiring. Each week I ask our guests the same question and this is my favourite bit. I ask them, what does theatre mean to you? And why is it important?
2: Theatre is connection, being together and seeing something else about the world. Something maybe that you've never thought was possible before. Yeah, and theatre is magic.
0: You've been listening to a Scratch Post production made in collaboration with the Pony Company and Goldsmiths University of London. Music by Andre Rossi made available by upbeat.io.
1: We'd love to hear from you and find out what you want to know about the theatre industry. You can interact with us at Blueprint Podcasts on
0: Instagram and subscribe for our next episodes.